I'm Chase. And I'm Timothy. And this is Customer Service. Chase Arena. How, How are you, buddy? bud? Good, good, good. We're back from New York. We're back in the uh, in the office. In the old boulder. We got mics back. We're feeling great. I got my green top, my little yep. nug. I got yellow top, Sprite. Sprite. We, if we touch them together, it's like Lemon a lime. LeBron commercial. Or did he do 7-Up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. When we when we go into podcast mode, it's like LeBron in the booth or whatever. Uh-huh, it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, wait. No, no, I'm thinking of a different one. Was it like P. Diddy that like turned into a robot? Who turned into like a robot for the Sprite commercials? Are you talking with like the Eminem song in the background? Maybe I'm thinking that. Or... Yeah, I don't know who I'm thinking. Somebody know, turns dude. into like a robot. That's us. Yeah, it's us. It's, <laughs> it's, if you if you were to see us right now, Timbo is shirtless, and I'm gonna blow baby powder onto his body because <laughs> <laughs> it's podcast time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, today on the podcast we have our friend Drew Joiner. He is a content creator. He's on YouTube and he's on TikTok and he has his own podcast. And he's on Instagram. The man just he he does it. He's around. Yep. He's, uh, we got to know him from him just coming into the store. He's uh, kind of local. He's in Denver, so near Denver. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was doing a series on like Colorado stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of like his initial stuff. And he was, and he did an interview in our store and it, and it went great. We loved having the talk and, and, you know, we stayed in touch. You know, he's just, uh, he, he's been around and he comes by and he shops and we hang out and mm-hmm. we touch base and it's been great. So, uh, so we've just got to know him that way. He's, you know, he's a good dude to chop it up. His, with. Yeah, his, yeah. Like, his, his positivity and nice, niceness is like infectious. Yeah. Just he just has a really good he has a really good outlook on what he's doing. I think it's a super fresh take and I think he's really trying to push himself to be better. And we when we talk about that in the podcast and and it's a, and it's kind of a you know, it's kind of a serious podcast. We get into like, you know, how difficult it is to to put, put yourself, yourself out yeah, there. to put yourself out there. So it, it's it's a it was a really fun conversation, uh, pretty enlightening for me, I think for you too. Definitely. Um I think you guys are going to like it, and, and and I hope it gives you kind of a, a fresh perspective, a perspective on what he does too. So uh, yeah, I mean, let's. Uh, I I don't want to. I, I don't want to like preface it too much. I think let's just get right just into roll right it. Right? Into it, yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Here's our chat with uh, Mr. Drew Joiner. Mr. Joiner. So, bro, what's been good? Like, what you've been doing? You know, up to anything different lately? You're just kind of like on on your same old shit. Um, I would say that for the last year and a half, I've been on the same grind this content creator grind which you know it kind of started or you know it was kind of blossoming when i first did some of the first videos when i came up to the shop and was doing like a pickup series slash like showcasing colorado stores but yeah i mean from from there it's just divulged into i've been a content creator, a YouTuber on, on famousbirthdays.com. I'm a, I'm a famous TikToker apparently. <laughs> oh, let's go. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Fully That's working for yourself. Made it. Fully working for myself. And, you know, I'm at this point, I'm trying to build out a team to help with the workflow right now. I'm courting different agencies and, you know, even potentially, you know, you guys know Lauren, she comes with me a lot of times up yeah, to Boulder. Um, she's an artist herself. So there is a possibility of her becoming a, a manager of some sort of like the back end stuff. There's a lot of yeah, back end yeah, yeah. stuff that I'm dealing with that like takes away from like creating videos. So hundred oh, percent. I mean, bro, we yeah. were just talking about like, we, we've, everything we've done so far has been either just chase or I, which is like no big deal. We hook up the little, 
you know, the little uh, interface and we just start talking and it's like yeah. the easiest thing ever. Or we've done like a couple like in-person interviews, but the first time we were setting up the Zoom thing, I'm like, oh God, like al- already it's like, I'm good at talking. I'm, I'm fine at talking, but I exactly. do not want to set up all this shit and then be <sighs> worried about it. And I keep looking at it like, I think we're good. We're good. Yeah. It's, but it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And like the thing that sucks is early on, everyone makes these kind of like same mistakes where you think you press record and your ass yeah. didn't press record. Right. <laughs> and you're like, Oh yeah. God, I just filmed like 30 minutes of video or audio, whatever it is. And it's not even, <laughs> yeah. I can't even use it. Worthless. Um, yeah. So well, it's, it's never the same. And it's never the same the second time around. Cause we, it was funny cause we've nah. actually like, we did, it's, we've had a, for some reason the podcast took forever us for us to get going. We kept saying, we're going to do it. We want to do it. We love doing we love listening to podcasts we think it's like a cool idea for us we feel comfortable doing it and we yeah. t- we did a couple test runs just to make sure we felt like comfortable and with with different iterations different concepts and they just kept not working out and then like a couple yeah. times we didn't hit like some or like the you know the card failed or some shit i'm telling and then you what happens we'd be like, yeah, yeah yeah and we'd be like oh like let's do it again and then as soon as we're like we could tell right away we're like we're just trying to mimic a conversation we already had and it sounds hell so unnatural no. now yes. yeah hell yeah. no hell no hell no i funny enough uh you know to bring up lauren again i i still do my podcast like i said and yeah I wanted to do like a year in recap, like a year in review, 2022 mm-hmm. year in review with Lauren because she was there with me for a lot yeah. of different trips and things. And so we're recording the episode live. Everything's smooth. And like 10 minutes in, I'm like, we got to stop it. We got to stop it. Like this shit is not cutting yeah. it. Like we're not really like it's. it feels a little bit too forced. We tried redoing it again and it was just we had to scrap the entire thing. We recorded like two hours worth of podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah, to yeah. scrap the entire thing. So it just wasn't flowing. It just wasn't flowing. It just yeah. wasn't going like, I mean, it was okay, but like there were just some technical issues that also I didn't account for um, that, you know, the episode went live, a couple hundred people listened to it. People even reached out and said it was good. But after re-listening to it again, I was like, ah, oh, this is just, it's a headache. It's a headache. So we decided to scrap it, but all that to say, you know, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, it's funny. It's like you can tell, like like you're saying, creativity, especially in building content, because we, we have to build so much for the store. There's photo, and then the photo has to get placed, you know, over 18 different, like, platforms, and yep. then that pla- and then those platforms have different variations of things. I mean, you know the drill. Yep. Same thing with, like, YouTube, with podcasts, with everything, and the amount of content we're creating. It's like it can be so hard to just make the content, and, every, and it's everything else that gets in the way. It's not really, like, the creativity. I don't feel like I yep. have issues thinking of – stuff to shoot or no, how we to can, shoot it. We can crank out It'll the be content. like a model mm. that we thought wasn't available and it kind of threw off the whole thing or like, oh, this this video looks so great, but oh my God, we forgot to shoot it for like vertical so we can't really use it in stories, right? Yep. It's just like little things will like make it so difficult to just create stuff that it really yep. bogs things up and makes it impossible sometimes. Yep, yep. 100%, 100%. And that's the thing with, you know, adversity is how you, I've, I've been listening and, and looking at that. Like, how are you, how do you handle that adversity? How do you get through those moments? Like what kind of content are you going to create besides the, all the bogged down moments and all those things? It's, it's a fascinating world we live in right now, for sure. A hundred percent. I mean, like, and just like, you know, we, we deal with so much of, uh, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you deal with some of the same things too, but like, as a business, we're like a front facing, we're a multi-brand retailer. We have to represent so many other brands yep. and we have to, and you know, we have, I, I think of it as a pretty big responsibility because these are brands that do not give out accounts lightly. And, mm. but people demand for you to be more and more personal and like, you know, they want a very personal high 
Like they want to know the person that's selling them product or they want to know the person behind the business. They want to know so many details. And that can be really difficult as, as, a, as someone that like, as a, as a retail business, it can be really yeah. hard. I mean, you know, obviously that's what we've been doing through YouTube and trying to do it through the podcast and everything. Do you feel that you, I mean, you're, you're in a different position. Do you feel like you feel the same pressures or do you feel like it's, or do you feel like it's, you're just doing your fully authentic self all the time? Um, I think that for me, well, I want to first commend you guys because I think what you guys do is really special compared to a lot of the other multi-brand retailers that are out there doing the same thing. I mean, from the YouTube channel to now having this pod and and the content, I, I, I love you guys in addition to the clothes you guys have in store, but like what you guys do online is fantastic. Um, for Thank me, that, um, for me, there is a, um, like there is a emphasis on being a hundred percent authentic, right? Because, um, I don't think that I can from, from myself personally, there are other people out there who are obviously they're chasing, whether it be cloud or numbers or whatever it may be, who can put authenticity to the wayside and create content from a place of numbers or from a place of vanity. For me, I can, I can never do that. Right. Like I have to be my authentic self and there's no really pressure to be my authentic self. I think, you know, when you are someone who you know, isn't making content or maybe you're a younger person or older person who wants to make content. Like you probably look at some people who are making videos online or content online. You're like, there's no way this person feels, you know, a hundred percent, um, themselves in making this sort of content. But at the end of the day, you don't really know. Um, and for, and for me, like, it's so important for me to, to, keep things light as light as possible. Like whether it be like coming on the show or, or making videos on, on reels or TikTok, like it all comes from a place of authenticity and it comes from a, like a lightness, which is like, it wasn't easy to begin with, but like, it's something that I've developed over the course of just making so many videos that like, I know what my voice sounds like. I know how to grow my voice in one way or the other. And I just try to have fun in that process. Where do you think that you got sort of like your sea legs in what you were doing? Was there like a specific video that blew up or was there a, like a moment in time where you saw you like you watched your videos back and went, OK, I, 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 I understand who Drew Joyner is in this world and like what what you who you are beyond just yourself, because I think like you're saying, it's easy. Like in my mind, I'm being my authentic self, but you're right. right. I'm probably turning on something because I'm 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 editing myself to a certain extent because mm-hmm. I'm, yes. I'm I'm in I'm in front of a business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. you are doing you're always doing something. I think whether you're you or us or any anyone you're doing that. Do you feel like there was a point in time when you were creating content where you can kind of like pinpoint like right here is where I felt like I started I, I felt like comfortable for the first time making my like I I think I feel this way about music a lot Mm -hmm. uh, because I I make music and it can whenever I get into the zone and you're suddenly not thinking about what when I'm thinking about what I'm doing the least is when I feel like I'm doing my most authentic work do you feel like there was a point in time when you were creating your content you went okay this is I feel like I'm doing what I'm doing now or do do you feel like that's an ever-evolving thing like how how do you where do you think that yeah I I think Timothy um I think it starts from like your, your question is a really interesting one because I think that over the course of I started making videos in fall of 2020 and now we're going into 2023. So at the fall of this year, it'll be three years from the oh. very get go of like making videos, you know, early on videos that weren't good at all. Um, I, I still felt as though those videos were me 
right now there is a there's a there's a tactic to becoming a great creator right just like with music like you can sing your heart out you can sing your life out but it doesn't mean you have the right tune or the right pitch or your instrument is on so that's the same for creating videos online right so for me like i was i always like talked in the most authentic version of myself but in the beginning i would say like um and like a lot there would be these awkward pauses in the editing and it just wasn't as good and i didn't realize it wasn't as good until i obviously learned about the craft of being a videographer and using audio sufficiently and making sure the background looks good and all of these other factors that come along with being a creator and the fun thing about all of these tools that you're kind of building and, and gaining as you're going through your journey is that you know with the background with the audio with the the clothes that i wear like i'm also telling a story within a story if that makes sense right like i'm also you you get to see that i have like some legos or something behind me or i have a certain set of books behind me or i have a certain shoe behind me and that shoe reflects my interest as an individual on top of the videos that i'm also creating so for me it always started with authenticity but there's a obviously there's a skill set there's a like an actual yeah tool that you have to be able to to harness to be able to gain a following to gain audience online so hopefully that makes sense hopefully that answers your question no definitely man i mean like you you it, it's interesting the idea of like we have to curate we're curating more of a business you know what i mean we're curating this front facing like business yes. and now we're trying to sort of step not in front of it i guess we're sort of trying to side chain ourselves to mm-hmm. it a little bit mm-hmm. whereas you like you're, you're kind of, you're repositioning my thinking about content creators in the way of like, you're having to do all of that, but it's you. And I think mm. that what I think, I think what a lot, a lot of people, well, I guess I think about this a lot in that it's really hard to put yourself out there. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people who I've met that in this, in this space who I think are incredibly unique people or in, have interesting thoughts of interesting perspective of course, or have like all this crazy experience or whatever it is. But they don't put, the, I mean, I, I'll admit that I don't. I mean, my, my, my focus has always been the business. And uh-huh. I don't do anything front-facing really outside of, you know, this podcast. You've I, done like a couple of YouTube videos sure. maximum even. Like, I'll do it when it makes sense. But yeah. I always, you know, I was always concerned with, I, you know, there's plenty of shops without naming names that are like the, the owners put themselves forward. Yeah. And I just always felt like that doesn't feel authentic weirdly to me. And it also mm-hmm. felt sort of like I never wanted it to be like douchey, I guess is what I, the way, like a vanity I just, project. Yeah, I didn't want it to be. It's not a vanity project. This is yep. about. This is about the people and our mm-hmm. community and the brands that we carry. And it's not about me. And I didn't ever want it to be about me. I still don't want it to be about me. Yeah. But I also know that people have through, you know, how, what's, how social media has changed that landscape. People want to know who they're buying from. They want to know more. Yeah. And I think it's just something I owe them now. So that's why we're trying to do it in a way that makes sense. Right. But I, I guess what I was wondering is like, what did you did you have to like, did you have to overcome the idea of like, I'm going to, I'm going to put myself out there and I know, and like, cause that first time is hard. I mean, I, like, I, again, I'm, I'm not yeah. just go back to music, but it's the way I've done this before. Yeah, yeah of course. And that it's really hard to like put music out there and it's crazy cause you do, you put all this work into, into, into the things you're doing and you obsess over it and I'll, and I'll remix and remaster things over and over. And I've heard the song a hundred times before mm-hmm. I've released it and then you release it and then you have to like listen to it and go, okay, now I'm listening to it through somebody else's ears for the first time. Yeah. And even though I'm happy with it, sometimes then I'm, super critical and it's you're so much harder on yourselves in that way and i just know how difficult that that can be and i'm wondering did you feel that or did you just go i'm just gonna start making and then I'll, like you're saying i'll correct as i go yeah or, yeah. Did, or was like was how 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 much of how much thought process did, did you put behind it or did you just like hit record and go 
Yeah, yeah, I love that. There's a ton of there's a ton of ideas that just came to my mind about what you've been saying, Timothy. Um, I think I want to backtrack for a second and and address what you were talking about um, with, you know, being a shop that obviously, you know, has all of these elements that are involved with, you know, selling the brands that you sell um, and creating content and, and being online and having online presence. One of the things that's so interesting about businesses compared to individuals is that, you know, within an organization, like an organization can mean something to someone, right? Like right now, Twitter is going through this moment because Elon Musk became, he bought, right? He, he, he owns sure. it, right? And so like when, when people say or think about Twitter, they think about this guy, Elon Musk. And obviously Twitter has its history, it has all of its employees that either have left or were still there. And they also make up the foundation of the business, right? And that's the yeah. same for Canoe Club, right? Like when I think of Canoe Club, um, you know, I think about the brands that are there, but there inevitably there will be an individual, right? Whether it's you, Timothy, or you, Chase, or Ian, who I think about as Canoe Club, if that makes yeah. sense. 100%. You know what I mean? Because they symbolize what Canoe Club means. And so it's a tricky thing because obviously you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket as a business because individuals make mistakes, you know. Yeah. You know, with athletes, you know, with sponsorships, there's been plenty of athletes who have lost their endorsement deals because of the mistakes that they've made. So, you know, same with a business that of, of your caliber, like it's it's a it's a slippery and tricky slope, slippery, slippery slope and a tricky. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying, but it's, it, you know, it's one of those two <laughs> things yeah. um, and something that you have to evaluate. And yeah. to answer your original your, your question, actually, um for me, Timothy, I think that over the course of of making videos for the last two and a half plus years or two and a half, two-ish years, um, I, from the very get-go, um, told myself that I had to be incredibly kind to the starting point. Because um, for me, as, as a beginner on YouTube specifically and, and with TikTok or whatever it may be, like the the mindset of it all is honestly more important a lot of times than the actual action because like you said like you put something out and that judgment or that like fear of certain repercussions happening you know because of an audience member or because someone watches it and they don't like it or you know you get clowned on like I, I i just told myself early on like to be like as kind and as gracious to myself as possible and i told myself for youtube specifically that i'd make a hundred videos a hundred easily um to see where i'm at after 100 and then evaluate whether or not i'm making the right decision and pursuing this as something that i can do long term or if i need to reevaluate and do something else so like it's it's difficult like i understand like whatever the there's there's so many different tactics for overcoming your own kind of like mental spites but like for me i just i just told myself like i'm just going to be incredibly kind with myself i'm not going to try to be something that I'm not. I'm going to be patient with myself. And in due time, the videos will get better. My confidence will get better. And um, the results will hopefully be, uh, you know, exemplify that effort. Right. I mean, I think, I think, the, I think you found that already, Pat. I mean, it's like, what's really interesting too, is like, I find it really admirable that you 
had enough forethought to put some goals around it yeah. and then just get going. Cause I think mm. that like, we just talked about it on a, on a, on a interview we did recently where a lot, I think a lot of it's just, you stand over the, you know, over the ball, over the putt, over the putt too long. It's just like, yes. you just, you kind of, you, you can't overthink it because like the first thing you ever do is never going to be as good as the next one, or at least hope like, that's not, that shouldn't be anybody's goal to make the same thing over and over again. You certainly mm-hmm. aren't going to start out perfect. I mean, when we, st- when I think about like the first day of opening up this store to now, I mean, this is that these are, these are, completely different businesses. Yep. Um, yep. But you have to, you have, you can't, if you don't start going, then you're not going to learn anything. I think that, and I think that that's what, that's where I was getting that question from because, you know, at least I'm behind brands and stuff like that. I know that if you put yourself out there in the way you did, you don't have that. I mean, it's, it's you and it's your opinions and it's your thoughts and it's your actions. And it's like, I just understand like how tough that is. And I really appreciate that. Like people do put them out, even, even in, in situations, like, especially as I've gotten older, even when I look at like contract creators that I'm not really like a fan of what they do, mm. I'll still look at it and be like, damn dude, they're doing it though. They're doing something. And I, you can't, I just won't piss on stuff. If I'm not, if I'm doing the same thing and we're, you know, we're playing the, you know, I, I played soccer a long time, but if we're, if we're on the same level, if we're in the same club or whatever, and you're mm. playing, okay, fine. I might clown you a little bit. Cause we're, we're at the same <laughs> league. Cause mm-hmm. we get to yes. do that. But like, if you're not doing it and you're just participating from the outside, I just can't shit on people if you're doing something because I know how yeah. fucking hard it is to just do something. It's absolutely <laughs> the hardest part. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. putting yourself out there and, and see being what people, open to people it. People think when, Drew, when do you think that like you found, I mean, I'm not going to, there's no arguing with you. You have, you have a, you have a big following at this point. Pete, there's something unique about your voice that people are really resonating with. Do you, do you feel like you know what it is? Do you feel like at this point, you know, or do you think that again, is that just an ever evolving thing and you don't really know and you're just trying to put your most unique self out there? I don't think I really know. I think that I, and I, I hope that people will always resonate with it as long as I'm creating content. Um, but I think for me, like, it it does come from a place of just how can I tell at at this point, how can I tell stories that I'm really interested in? How can I talk about products that I'm really interested in? How can I highlight brands that I'm really interested in? Um, and just be like an authentic version of myself, like we've been mentioning. And the, the thing that's, I think that's changed over the course of me making videos online is uh, just more confidence, just more presence, you know, just being able to sit behind a camera and talk as though I'm talking to you guys right now. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've always been interested in brands that sometimes people overlook as well. And it's just a part of my personality and, you know, and just like with anything, like there are moments when things are, are fantastically good with the content. And then there are moments where things are kind of in a lull and that's just the way it goes. Your voice isn't always going to be the you know preeminent or prominent voice. There mm-hmm. are so many other creators who also do a fantastic job. And so there's this, yeah, there's this constant retooling. And then there's this constant, like, how can I be as authentic? How can I tell my story um, and tell the story of the things that I'm interested in in a very creative way? And that's like why it's a, an art form, in my opinion, because, you know, there's there's a cookie cutter way to do things, of course, but like you, you, you have to find a way to carve out your own space, um, when it comes to making videos and things like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you've really kind of nailed it is like, it's well, and you know what, actually I have a question kind of on that is, do you think that like, when you look at your content, do you think of, would you define it as you being an educator? You know, I would say, I would say, cause there's, 
That's a good question. There, there is, you know, there's education and there's entertainment, right? And I think that, um, I think I would probably be 70% education and 30% entertainment where I try to like, try to not teach, but try to illuminate or highlight different things that I feel like are happening in the fashion world or in fashion spaces or on internet culture. Um, but also like, how can I imbue my own kind of personality or, um, just jokes or quirkiness into the content as well. So I I think like moving forward, I think the ideal goal is to look at fashion from a journalistic stint, um, and and kind of report on the things that I, I see at a, at a very like relatively professional level, right? Obviously as professional as YouTube or TikTok can be. Um, but that's kind of my goal. So yeah, I would say 70, 30 education, entertainment. Interesting. I mean, I, I do think that, you know, when I've, when I've looked at your, your videos, I, and, and I guess I, I, I know that you're in a lot of avenues, I guess I'm, I most closely follow YouTube personally. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that like, the the topics have become a little bit more esoteric over time, if that makes sense. Like they've, and, and I, no, I really appreciate it because I think that like, True. I think that like, obviously like brand highlights and everything, that's one thing. And that takes a huge taste level and, and you yeah, know, yeah. paying a lot of attention. You have to be in it to know some of the stuff that you're talking about. Mm. But I've also seen you start to tackle some more like serious topics that are more like, like I'm saying, a little more esoteric inside of the fashion space. Is that sort of a purposeful direction for you? Is that, is that like your main interest or is that just something that that's just what you're, that's where your mind's been drawn and that's what you're doing now. I think it's just where my mind's been drawn. I think, you know, with the esoteric topics, maybe you're talking about how like, you know, fashion is a form of soft power or um, like I just did a video on status and culture and and those Mm -hmm. kind of things. Or the one I just did about Japanese Americana was, was pretty cool as well. Um, I think all of those, those videos that are, you know, kind of more video essay, like, less about a particular brand, more about ideas around fashion, um, come from like this, uh, like high school itch of like sociology and psychology, honestly. Um, because I would say that, you know, in high school I cared about fashion and, you know, I cared about sneakers a lot more. I cared about basketball. Um, but from high school to like 23, 24, uh, around that 23, 24 age range, I started asking questions around like, why, why, you know what I mean? Why, why yeah. do we engage in such a way? Um, and I think W. David Marks uh, does a really interesting job. The author of Emetera and mm-hmm. Status and Culture does a really good job of kind of also asking that question is why do we engage in this particular way? Why do we move from arbitrary ideas to arbitrary ideas? And And throughout the course of history, it kind of everything evolves and nothing stays the same. And, um, why do we put so much value? Like I was, when I was a younger kid, like I used to put so much value into, you know, trying to look good to get the girl or trying to look good to feel the best I could. And, um, it's just so interesting to me and like that, that anthropology of, and and consumer behavior of fashion. So it's just, once again, like whatever is inside of me, I try to pull out and try to construct in a creative way. And that's where a lot of the new topics are coming from. And in addition, like getting inspiration from other creators as well, who you know are also making videos or making content that are in the same realm. And a lot of times it's not even fashion creators, but it's oh, like the soft power video, for example. Well, I, I saw another video highlighting soft power in another really creative way. And I was like, wait, fashion is kind of like this. And I just, I ran with it. Yeah. So 
Um, I love yeah. that. You know, I think that I th- we, we talked about this not too long ago where I, I love fashion because it's it's a piece of art that really invites you to participate inside of it. But at the same time, where you've moved with your content has not not become critique, even though I think that's such an important part of of all art that there is, there is that element of it. Like that's, Mm. that's the, that's what, that's what makes you, that's what gives you the nerves when you put something out there, but you're definitely commenting on, on fashion and what it means, you know, in the, in culture. And it's really interesting that I feel like, I guess the way I looked at it was in the way that initially a lot of the stuff you were doing was more, you participating inside of fashion, putting clothes on, wearing clothes, talking about brands that you that you fuck with. Like there, mm. there, there's that element of things, and and I've seen your content, or at least what I've appreciated about it is like you stepping outside of it, outside of yourself, outside of just wearing clothes, and 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 more like what does it mean? And I think that's really, I, I just think it's really interesting. I I think that it's something that fashion needs, especially online content creators, where it's become so much about fits and style and trends and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's important to take a step back and like, I, I, I'm just happy to see some like yourself, obviously, but content creators starting to evolve into a place of like becoming more like not just not critics, but commentators, like really like trying to understand the culture around fashion, not just what fashion can do for you personally. Right, so, of course. Uh, so just to commend you on that, I think, you. I think you're doing a great job of that. And I, and I, and I really appreciate that. Like with your content, there's just been this, this cool evolution where I, sometimes I don't think content creators are pushing themselves to evolve their content. So no, in, in the, in the world of content too, Timothy, like if you, if you really study and look at, for example, YouTube and the fashion mm-hmm. space for menswear, it's a pretty, it's still a pretty new idea. Right. Yeah. And so like no, no matter how you kind of slice it, there are creators who have kind of paved the way in terms of like the kind of content online for menswear fashion, whether it be pickups or hauls. Um, but I think that yeah. for what I'm trying to do is I want to, and, and there are other creators who also do this as well, you know, engage in conversations that are thought provoking, but also like that poke at, you know, your, like the viewer's intellect as why do I, why do I act the way I do? You know, oh, I, yeah, I love questioning that idea. Like, why why do you do the things you do? Why do you engage the way you do? There's a history behind it. Do you know the history behind it? Okay, I'll tell yeah. you the history behind it. And then I'll ask you, is the history, does that history resonate with you still? Things like that is just, is where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's like, you know, like you're saying, kind of the initial part of the content creation thing is sort of looking in the mirror and, and figuring out who you are. And then now, because you've gotten comfortable, you're able to put the mirror on other people. And I think that's that's super interesting. I like that. Put um, the mirror on other people. That's good. Yeah. But I mean, like you, you can't do that without putting in that work initially, because if you don't know who you are, it's hard to ask those questions because you don't, you know, if, you, if you're still figuring out yourself. But I mean, I, I guess there's there's still evolution on both sides of those uh, of course. Know, both sides of the coins all the time. But mm-hmm. I think it's it's been cool to see to, to see that evolution. You know, one thing, Drew, that I've noticed, like as we were uh, as I was looking through some videos quick before we met, mm-hmm. one thing that I see come up over and over and over again is people commenting on your positivity and how like friendly and kind you are. (laughs) And I think, and the reason I bring that up is because we were just talking about kind of fashion is normally there's, it's normally pretty harsh and it's normally, (laughs) and it's always been based in a lot of critique. Um, not just not just in the art form itself, but also how people are then interpreting the art for themselves, you know, how people are wearing it. Mm. And it's just, it is, it is a space that is largely, in some ways fun, but in a large way, it's, it's 
it's a lot built on negativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can um, be pretty brutal. Yeah, yes. it's 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 a it's a rough space. I mean, I guess that's why. And when, when I think of like one of the more nerve wracking things I can I can think to when you're putting yourself out there. Yep. I feel like fashion might be the scariest because it, it's open to interpretation. It's an it's extraordinarily uh, subjective, and people are. It's just kind of it's it's built off negativity. Mm. Is that something that you like? have to work on or is this just like you just feel like that like again that's just your authentic self and that's what's come out or like is it intentional or not i hate to be a broken record um but i think that it is part of who i am as an individual timothy because um and and that kind of that that stems from you know how i was raised my friendships my childhood the experiences that i carry with me i don't have a background in in the fashion world Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The way I kind of learned and got interested in fashion, like I kind of alluded to earlier on, is I was interested in basketball sneakers and the other basketball sneakers that the players in my area were playing with and like the best players were playing with. Um, And then it kind of built up from sneaker culture to caring a little bit more about the 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 clothes on top that I was wearing, my Mm -hmm. my pants and and like how the pants would fall on the sneakers that I was wearing and the different items of jackets that I was wearing. But for whatever reason, and I have to, you know, either give a testament to my parents or I have a really, really good friend of mine who also has this just, just such um, infectious, intoxicating positivity that he rubbed off on me um, that it just, it's just a part of who I am as an individual. Like I I don't, I, I think that, you know, not to get too, esoteric or philosophical again um i think that a lot of people are in fashion and and outside of fashion are hurting and and we've all been through things that we've kind of experienced that challenge us as, as human beings challenge us as individuals and for me like you know the things that i've been through i've always wanted to you know count my blessings and focus on the things that made me feel good because you know my life has only lived once according to the belief set that i live and, you know, if I can also imbue that into creating content, and it's a big reason why I wanted to create content in the first place, because there is so much negativity out there that there there aren't enough positive voices. And a lot of times people, you know, when you are positive, it kind of surprises them because there is a lot of negativity, like I said. So I, I just always wanted to just just tell what's in my heart, talk about the things I cared about, be positive about it. Um, help people along the way, give them good energy along the way. That's just always who I've been about ever since I was young. And it's just a part of like my, my nature. Sure. I mean, I really love that. I, you know, I also kind of put it to you cause it's like, you know, nobody's happy all the time. No one's positive all the time. And I'm sure you feel that way. And I'm sure that when you're putting yourself out there in the way that you're putting them, yourself out there, I, you know, I didn't see a ton of it. So, you know, kudos to the community you've built, but yeah. and it's something we've worked hard on of like really trying to build a community off like, yeah, yeah, we're not, we're not dissing on people. We're not, we're not doing that shit. It's just, it's not, that's not a game I play. Like I, yeah. we, me and Chase both grew up in like uh the like hardcore community, like the, the punk scene. And that was really <laughs> like where it was like tough and rough. It was mm-hmm. also like, it was mm-hmm. very welcoming and mm-hmm. you'd get your ass kicked if you were fucking making fun of someone. So like, yeah. I really yeah. appreciate that, that, you know, that it felt like the community was also like, you know, we defended our own, you know what I mean? So it was like, it, it, it means a lot. And that's, that's why community has been such a big thing that we've built upon here is because it meant a lot to us as a, as a kid. And I think that community, like community can be one of the best parts about fashion yes. now. 
Um, but obviously, you are, you've certainly there's. I have to imagine you've got shit on here and there. Like, how do you oh, how course. do you continue to be positive even when that's when when you've got when you're dealing with that? If you know who you are, like you, you, if you know yourself, you know what I mean. You know what value you bring to the table. No amount of outside invalidation or criticism can change what's on the inside. At least in my opinion, right? Yeah. So for me. I have a, a core understanding. I, I I respect my mother and my father. I love my family. I love my girl. I love my friends. I love the things that I care about. And if they don't serve me, they, they begin to stop serving me. The the, the fashion aspect or the, the material possession aspect mm-hmm. starts to no longer serve me, then I know I can step away at any moment in time. Yeah. But I know that at the same time, there's a kid or there's a, even a grown man who watches my videos who derives a sense of joy from that a sense of knowledge because i'm hopefully teaching them something as well Mm -hmm. um then for me like okay there's a guy who criticizes me for making a mistake about a fact i can just make i can make the video six months later and correct the fact right like yeah yeah, 99 99 of the people who watch the video enjoy the video you know 99.5 didn't even realize that i made the mistake so a lot of times when it comes to criticism or negativity or people coming at me or shitting on me like it more than more times than not tells me that you know that person is actually going through something more than myself right because yeah. there's a way you can like if i make a mistake in a video there's a way that you can tell me of course like hey drew love what you did or you know this was an interesting video but there was one thing you you messed up on that's totally different than saying that like you know i've had people say that you know because I'm black, I shouldn't even be talking about fashion. Things like that are just like, Jesus you, you can't, you know, there's, there's, you know, that person's in a different spot, right? Versus the person yeah. who obviously comes from a good place and, you know, is trying to also enrich me and, and help me learn about something. So, yeah, once you know what's inside, I don't think that outside, unless it's like, even if it was like one of my heroes, like even if like, I don't even know someone I really looked up to said that my videos suck. Like at the end of the day, like I, I know the value that they bring at this point. So um, I'm just going to keep riding with it. Bro. I just think that like, if you're, if you're in fashion, you have to kind of lead from a slight, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but a slight superiority complex, or at least that's what got me through high school of mm. being like, nah, you just don't know. It's all good. You know what I mean? But you just don't know. And then like, and even if you don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you have to be able to kind of like put on a thicker skin right away with clothes. I mean, you see, I, I know like, you know, even just through the whole like made in the U S thing when that, you know, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, was yeah. kind of built on fragile masculinity, to be yeah. honest with you. Like, it was so much of like guys trying new things for the first time. And you could tell, like, even though this was not a, you know, this weren't wearing Comme de Garcon or anything nuts. It was just mm-hmm. sort of like it's a Filson flannel. Yeah, it's a Filson flannel. But you can tell this was a reach <laughs> for some people. And I think that's what you mean is like, if you can ground yourself and be like, everybody's going through something different, no matter what it is, like, you know, a level of like building their confidence, they're just on a different like path than you. It really helps yeah. you kind of put all of it into perspective and be like, yo, I don't, I don't give a shit, man. Do whatever you need to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, don't, I never think, and, and it's easier for, I mean, that, and that's why I'm asking the question it's easier for us if someone shits on one of the brands or whatever like i'm happy to go to bat for any of these brands <laughs> right because right, i care a right. lot about them mm. but like at the end of the day it's their brand I'm like i'm just i'm selling it you yeah. know what i mean I, there's an easy way to like wash my hands of it to a certain extent or i don't feel like it hits me directly and for you it's it's gonna hit you directly so that's why i'd ask the question i just know no, i know it's, how i know it's how interesting. tough that must be sometimes it is you know there's a there's a lot of like there's a difference between 
you know, there's some people like to police other people on a particular topic. And there's a difference between like someone who wants to dictate a conversation versus a professor who wants to introduce a conversation and then allow, you know, uh, more conversation. Discourse. Yeah, discourse. Yeah. Thank you. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Discourse to to happen around a particular topic, right? And so, you know, I try to position myself as a professor and I hope that my comment section, my community also positions itself as either professors or students trying to engage in discourse, not trying to dictate or police other people to do certain things. There's a there's a, just a different approach to it and um I think you've done a great job, man. I mean, like I, I've I've noticed in the videos that you're you're definitely you're kind of positioning yourself. I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but as as an everyday guy, like just learning too. You know what I mean? And, and that because you're always yep. posing questions back and saying like, yep. you know, how, how do you feel about it? What what like you're encouraging the discourse that you're talking about, and I think that puts you in a great position where I'm here with you, learning too. I don't know everything, and I think that that's that that kind of humility really helps content be feel like it's for everyone, not just exactly. Like, Here's what I think about this line. I think it sucks for these reasons and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, man, that's not even, I don't know. It just does. That feels a that's coming from a lot less vulnerable place realistically. Mm. And I think that mm. like trying to say that I don't know everything. I'm just trying to help people learn along and you're, and you're sort of evolving with me. You're, yeah. you're kind of inviting the, the listener or the watcher or whatever it is in with you to kind of come along with you on the journey. I think that's, a, I think that's a really commendable thing that you're Thank doing. Thank you. And I think, you know, I think criticism has its place. Like you mentioned earlier, course, yeah. like, um, I, I'm not the best at criticizing, you know, I, I tend, I tend to focus on the things that I enjoy more because I think I can put more energy into it, but I think that, you know, moving forward, um, and I've, I've criticized things in the past that things are dying or things are dead and things like that. And people yeah. get upset. And, you know, it's, um, those are the videos that a lot of times people come at me pretty hard <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, because yeah. I'm giving an opinion that they just don't agree with. Um, so, uh, sometimes, you know, when you, when you have the ability to reach half of a million people with a video, um, you, you sit and you think and you go, damn, like, how do I want to reach half a million people? Do I want to put down 112,000 and then have the other 400,000 be lifted up or you know how can I try to touch as many people as I can with the right information and the right tone of voice so yeah um yeah it's a big it kind of becomes a big responsibility as those numbers grow you know what I mean a little bit yeah yeah let me ask you a question do you think that like do you think you know where, like, do you, like, you know, cause you know, going back to you, you kind of explaining that you had this idea that you were going to do a hundred videos and you're going to see how things evolve from there mm. right now. Like now that you've gained half a million followers now, what, what's, do you have new goals or do you just kind of live in every day, one day at a time? Um, well, I think the, the biggest goal, like the, the biggest goal that I've accomplished, um, is being able to create content full time. And now it's everything is about how can I be the very best I can be at what I'm doing, right? Because um, there is a there is a slight like transition that happens when you create from a place of desperation versus creating from a place of like comfort. Like hopefully when you're, I mean, there's there's benefits to both in some respects, but like hopefully in my instance, as I'm creating from a place of comfort that the videos will only get better and better, the resources will continue to elevate. I'll be able to tell the stories that I want to tell better. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, 
publication companies that make videos or make YouTube videos or make content online. And, you know, sometimes they do a really good job. Sometimes they do a poor job. And I want to just be able to, um, like a lot of ultra successful YouTubers have been able to do and creators have been able to do is, is to continue to build, um, a sort of pseudo small empire on the back of talking about fashion in the way that I talk about it. Right. And so that's one of the kind of bigger rules I have. Um, and then just to continue to, you know, be proliferate and have as much impact as I can. So like to summarize, be as good as I can be. Like, I want to get to the level of like, um, some of these more professional or more recognized publications that make content online. Like if I could do that, that'd be amazing. Um, and then also like maintaining that authenticity and, and being myself, that's, those are the goals right now. That's well, man, awesome, dude. Yeah, man. I, I re- and I really, you know, we've already said it. I, I think you're doing a really good job, man. At, <laughs> Thanks, at bro. doing your own thing and also still <laughs> trying to push and evolve. Yeah. Because I just don't think that there's a lot. Like I said, I, you know, the the reason I'm attracted to your content is that it just feels like it's a, it's it's someone who's trying to continue to be better mm-hmm. and not not someone who's just like I do this thing and I get a lot of views doing it and I just kind of keep rehashing the same thing over and over again. It Here's the formula. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you've you've really grown as a creator and like Thank and, you guys. and and, be, and just become more more and more interesting. So you know. Know, we really appreciate you, man. I think I think you're on the right track. I think you're going to get to where you need to go. Bro. Thank you, brother. Yeah, bro. And, and to echo what Timothy said too, I think one of the words that you touched on that resonated most with me was uh, your like willingness to be vulnerable. I think that that's like kind of like the operative word behind all of this when we're talking about putting content out and this and that. I know that yep. that's what myself and the guys struggle with most when we do YouTube videos, especially we bring in a new model or something, you know, and it permeates into real life and relationships and everything. But I think that that shines through in you, dude. Uh, Thanks, and man. I, it's just been a pleasure. So yeah, it's awesome. Well, here we do, we Thank do one guys. more segment, Drew, before we go. And it's, uh, you know, we'll like, yeah, we, we, this kind of got like heavy, which I like. Yeah. But like, but, but, like, but this, one, this, no, this let's, is let's get it back to light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, uh, so we, we do this thing called hot takes is the last segment that we do where we just kind of like, we just, I don't know what it is yet. I think Chase has it ready today. Yeah. yeah. But it's just I'll like user it. submitted hot takes. Uh, but these are not, not, these aren't fashion related. They're just, it's know. just stuff we but talk we, about. We want your hot life. We want, we want it hot. Yeah. 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 Nice. I got so, I mean, today. There's one that we've been, we've been, but like, let me pose it to you. You have one <laughs> beverage for the rest of your world. You can only drink this liquid. This is the only thing. What is it? <laughs> and you want it to be a hot take? <laughs> I, I, I think it's just going to be hot regardless, uh, you know? <laughs> if it's one beverage for the rest of it. Like, just I'll, a single beverage. The not first, water, not the water. The first thing water. I was thinking about was just water. <laughs> well, and listen, let's take this out of the equation because I think this this helps. Is It doesn't have to. This has nothing to do with nourishment. Okay, nothing no. to do with nourishment. You're, you'll what be you fine. I'm nourished. No matter, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm good. chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huh. And like... It can be like alcoholic too, or like sure, you can, yeah, sure, absolutely. Listen, and here's the thing: I I know what mine is, so I'll I'll go ahead and get get going. All you guys think for a second, and it's it's too naughty, bro. Like I can't have this in the house because I like it too much, and I'll and I'll drink it, and it's and it's and it's like hummingbird food, yeah. and it's mm. brisk oh lemon iced tea. Yeah, brisk is, lemon iced tea. I, there's no Ooh. thing okay. I like better, but I I mean I know it's hummingbird food. Bro. I can't I cannot have this in the house because if I have it, it will, I it drinks faster and better than water yeah. does. <laughs> so I like it better than all other beverages. So uh-huh. I know without a doubt 
th- that it would be mine. I, do, is, they still make it, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, of I, the packaging has changed, but it's, it's still around. Yeah, they don't use of the course. for every the, kid's like, birthday celebrity party death match <laughs> commercials that they used yeah. to. The claymation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, who's um, ready? That's good. I, All right, with that one, with that one, I I'll I'll give you guys two. I'll give you I'll give you one that's like not so hot, and then one that's a little bit hotter. Okay. Okay, I love it. So the so the lukewarm one. There are these smoothies that they're in King Supers and, and all the grocery stores here. Now like talking. little little drinks. They're called Nakeds. Oh, buddy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come oh, on. Yeah. Which Come one? Which one? Which one? Come on. I, I mean, I'm thinking, honestly, uh, my favorite is Green Machine. Yeah. Okay. The, I mean, it's it's a classic. It's the classic. Green for, Machine. They, that's their lead product. It hits. It, it hits a little bit different. Like, I can have like 10 of those a day. Like I'd be in the hurt locker a little bit, but those are delicious. Yeah. Dude, I was buying the big boys for a while. Yep. And Same. like if they're in the fridge, every time I walked past, I'm having two or three swigs. And that's, I was gonna say, and it's, at it's least, a lot. At yeah, least yeah, yeah. that mighty mango, that, whatever really, the vitamin the C one is. Honestly, good. all of them, all of them. They're I think, all good. I think yeah. the the reason why green the green machine is like the I don't know. I guess I'm thinking about it still from a health standpoint, which I shouldn't. But like, it has like the the veggies in there too. That I'm like, okay, this is yeah. bomb, yeah, man. No, it has veggies. Get, yeah, you're getting enough out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and a salad. It's a, it, look, a lot a of salad. those types of drinks do not slap. They're like, they're, yeah, they're good, but mm-hmm. they don't like they don't hit like a green machine. No, no, hey, no. exactly. What's, what's the other one, Drew? Yeah, what's, what's the, the other? One? The other one, the more the hotter to take. I would probably go with like if I if it had no effects to my body, you know, I could just mm-hmm. sip on this every single day. It'd probably be like a Moscow Mule. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I like that. that Moscow is, Mule uh, kind of go. I love Moscow Mule in the yeah. copper mug. In the copper mug, just well, ice. with me. I mean that that is one friends. of the more like drinkable hard drinks you can have. Like yeah. you could really, yeah. I, you could put a lot of those away before you realized what you'd done. Uh-huh, <laughs> what uh-huh. you'd done. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's more, I mean, it's more the ginger beer than it is anything else. So yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. What's yours, Chase? I would do Ruby red, ocean spray, Ruby red oh, grapefruit yeah. juice, just mm. regular, not sugar free, just regular, but it's gotta that? be ocean spray, ocean spray, mm. Ruby red. Yeah, that is a good one. I've had that a long time. Like that. Oh, yeah, it's quenching. Very, yeah. very quenching. <laughs> well, it's quenching. one of those things where you you take you take a drink, but it's like it's sort of like sometimes when you drink water and you're like, why is it? Why am I not getting like I'm not getting quenched? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It sort of does that in a way that keeps you coming back. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Drew, it's been an absolute pleasure, bro. I, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you talking all this stuff through and letting it get serious a little bit. That's re- it's re- it was really really nice. Really nice chatting with you. I mean, we always had a nice time talking in the store ever since you started coming in. So it's it's good of to course. get you on here, bro. Yeah. What's where 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 can everyone check you out? Uh, if you want to follow along to what I'm doing online uh, on Instagram at Drew Joiner underscore on YouTube just Drew Joiner on TikTok at Drew Joiner, and uh, you can find out by everything else at, at one of those platforms. So hell yeah, <laughs> he's easy. around. Easy, <laughs> he's easy to find. Yeah, All right, man. Yeah. Again, really appreciate you. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank you guys so much. Yep. Have a good one.